This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 321 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have good neighbor, Bill Fadell. Now he is with K. Simon Construction. Bill, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing really good and uh, thrilled to have you here and uh, looking forward to talking about the wonderful things that you do in our area here and, uh, you know, keeping us uh, dry and, and away from the elements is really important down here in Southwest Florida. So let's start with uh, your company, K. Simon Construction. What are you guys doing? Uh, K. Simon Construction is a, a large multi-state uh, storm restoration company started by two gentlemen. Uh, Scott Zeibel and Kelly Simon, uh, incredible guys that were just, they were in the storm restoration business for years and they saw a lot of the, the issues and flaws. So they decided to branch out on their own and uh, started their own company. And uh, the company's had a presence in Florida for, I believe, about 12 years now. Um, I became a part of the team about four years ago when uh, just before Irma hit and it was hard to find a good roofer out here that knew not only uh, the restoration business, but how to work with insurance companies and how to do things to, uh, up to code and statute. And I interviewed a bunch of companies and these guys actually rang as the top uh, with their answers. And they have eventually convinced me to come on board and help the company. Yeah. And, and you raise a good point. You know, that's, that's a whole different animal when, Hey, if, if we're just looking at getting a roof, I mean, we know the conventional path and certainly we want to, you know, choose a trustworthy company, a quality company, but then you have the whole, yeah, Irma or the next hurricane, hopefully never, but we know the odds uh, at some point. Um, and it's really important to work with someone who's got the experience working with insurance companies and, and claims and all that, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, because that can, uh, I mean, my goodness, I, 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 I know uh seeing probably up until recently you would still drive around southwest florida and see those blue tarps on roofs and uh i know a few folks i spoke with said yeah you know we're still battling with the insurance companies to get their their dang roof fixed so yeah it's it's very intimidating and i mean one of the biggest things uh we like doing is actually educating the homeowner instead of just saying hey listen sign everything over we'll go ahead and take care of everything for you you know, I asked the homeowner, uh, do you plan on living here for the next, you know, decade? And nine out of 10 times, absolutely, yes. Well, help, let me help you understand how this process works. So the next time you're not caught blindsided, you know mm -hmm. how to pick a contractor, you know how to work with the insurance, you know what to prepare for, how to take pictures beforehand, so on and so forth. Wow, wow. And I guess the advantage that you guys bring, and I don't want to speak out of turn here, so please correct me if, if I'm wrong, but, you know, being that you you have crews in other states uh, that, that you know, guys that you know, like, and, and I, well, obviously you like them, you work with them, but trust, I guess, is the more important, you know, they're, they're trained under your company and, and all that, and do you bring them to, you know, a location if there's like a hurricane like Irma to pitch in and help out with the influx? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a funny situation because there's people that have this feeling that out of state workers, you know, they're just coming in and leaving or whatever, but it's really the company that's behind them. We trust these guys. That's why we bring them in from different areas and something I've found because I've been in construction for 34 years now. Mm. And the one thing I've found with Florida is you have Island mentality down here where, and it's no problem with that, but it, it's a problem when it comes to employees and workers where they, 
they want to start at 10 a.m. and they want to finish by 2. And unfortunately, when you're tearing off a roof and leaving a homeowner exposed to the elements, you don't want a crew that's only around for a few hours. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. And I, I live on an island. I live on Fort Myers Beach. And uh, I think it's even worse here. And I heard that coming from you know, the northeastern Pennsylvania. And, and I first heard that and I thought, oh, come on, you know, hard workers down here. But it, it, you're right. It's a, it's a different environment. And uh, I've, I've heard way yeah. too many stories of projects that just took way longer than they should have. And people showing up on the job site, you know, mid morning, late morning or the next day or next week. It's just. Uh... <laughs> and and like, no, like nothing's wrong with it. They'll show up at one or two and just be like, all right, let's get started. Like, where yeah. have you been all morning? <laughs> uh, that's great so how about yourself Bill? what, what was your journey like getting into the construction uh, industry well it started when i was uh 10 years old and i was i picked up a lot of odd jobs from the time i was like seven eight cutting lawns doing all that kind of stuff around the neighborhood and the neighbor behind us said that you know this is from chicago is where i was originally from 36 years born and raised in chicago been down here for nine and my neighbor behind me said, we need somebody small enough that can actually fit down inside the manholes because we put a subdivision together, mud washed down into the drains. We need somebody small to go shovel it out. I was like, oh, okay, gosh. I'll do it. So at 10 years old, they hired me for $10 an hour, which seemed like a million dollars to me at that time. And, you know, I spent the first three months down in manholes shoveling mud into buckets. And then it just worked up. I came out of that and they started putting me in heavy machinery. Uh, and then I started uh, regular carpentry, got into concrete did electrical plumbing. There's not a facet of construction that I haven't done myself. I'm proficient at all of them. So with Case Simon, you know, I originally came on board as more of a compliance uh, consultant, just making sure things were done right. And then it was just here, let me help the company make sure everything's right. All of our project managers are on, are on track with everything. Let me go around and start inspecting these jobs because, you know, just to be honest with you, be frank, even county inspectors around here, you know, they'll come, they'll pull up, they'll look at it. And it, it, look, they're overloaded. They're way overloaded. So I get it. They can't put the time and attention in each and every job. But, you know, our reputation's on the line. So I show up to these jobs and make sure that everything was done right. Because the last thing we want is a call back from somebody saying, hey, there's a problem with our job. Because now, not only there's not any money made on the job, now it costs you money. And now your reputation's gone, which is everything. Mm. Mm. Yeah, good point. Good point. How about, Bill, uh, myths in your industry? What do you hear out there? Maybe you can help our listeners better understand, you know, what's real versus the fake news. Oh, man, there's there are so many. And it's it's sad to say it. And I, and I hate even saying it as a contractor. Uh, but, you know, you have like the coffee talk at a normal corporation. Uh, if you go to a supply house, you get the you know supply house talk with the different contractors and a lot of the things that are being perpetuated uh, from certain contractors saying, Hey, we'll give you a 10 year warranty. A lot of these companies aren't even around in 10 years. So their mm -hmm. warranties don't really mean much. Um, and then you have customers that are like, well, hold on, you know, X, Y, and Z is going to give us a 10 year warranty. You know, why can't you bump yours up? And I was like, let's be honest. If we're putting a roof in right now, uh, that roof, the first three, four, five rains is going to tell you if it's leaking or not. You know, we usually give anywhere from a two to five year warranty based on the size of the project, which is sizable because a lot of companies will just give one realistically. Uh, but there's a lot of companies that will just put anything down on paper to sell a job. Or you have some companies that, you know, you have a, 
you have a sale, well, here you have a door knocker, you have a telemarketer, then you have a salesperson, then you have a secondary salesperson, you have, then you have a project manager, then you have a wrap up guy, then you have a collections guy. You know, with Case Simon, you know, we encompass everything. You know, we're our project managers are legitimately start to finish. Um, and we're not tossing, you know, uh, customers around like a, a ping pong game. And uh, it's just, it's so different. It's so different seeing that um, because I just hold a high quality standard for everything that I do. You ask anybody, um, they call me overbuild bill because uh, I overdo everything. And I said, look, it's better to do it right the first time than come back and keep redoing it and then lose the faith and confidence that we have that actually makes the company what it is. So, I mean, there's so many myths in the in the industry uh, and they're created from not only contractors, uh, unsatisfied customers, uh, but also, I mean, without even sticking, I mean, insurance companies create a little bit of fear uh, with contractors and customers eyes because uh, insurance company, just being honest, insurance company's job is to keep as much money in the company as possible. Um, you know, so they'll try to, you know, side leg everything, step away from everything. And they'll a lot of times try to uh, create a little bit of disunity be- between a contractor and a homeowner. And mm. it just it makes it very difficult to help that customer, help that homeowner restore their home 100 percent when they have the uh, insurance telling them, oh, you don't have to do it at that level. And it's like, listen, <laughs> you know, they're a professional in keeping money and potentially insuring your home. We're professionals at actually restoring your home properly so there's no issues down the road yeah 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 good very good advice how about when you're not doing the roofing thing what are you doing for fun um fun so i have a a 21 acre farm in fort myers and i raise all types of uh rare and exotic um birds for different zoos um yeah it's uh I'm, i'm here at the farm right now and i'm actually I'm building this 21 acre farm. You know, we call it Manland. Everybody thinks, oh, women aren't allowed. And that's not what it's meant to be. Manland is a place to build men to be real men. You know, so we're building a full scale military obstacle course here. You know, we have a firing range, a bow a hunting area. We have heavy equipment here for guys to play with. We have all types of organic farming across the whole area. Um, you know, we're not too far from the Clusahatchee. And, you know, big outdoor kitchen, you know, so we're trying to teach men how to really become men. Cause I think there's a lack of that in the world. And that's another reason why you even see in the contracting world, a lot of these guys out there, these contractors, they're, just, they're doing something for a quick penny. They're not doing it for the right reasons. Um, and that's why I think you see a lot of distrust in contractors. So I do that. And then I'm also, uh, I'm involved. I sit on a board of a lot of different um, nonprofits that have to do with military uh, ex-military, helping the families, fallen soldiers, all of that. Um, and we're personally taking on a project that we're going to be building. It's called Trailers for Troops. We're going to be converting uh, cargo containers into, uh, you know, basically movable small homes for homeless veterans, uh, disabled veterans that are just having a hard time. Uh, and we're setting it up like just a little miniature home, something that they can live in, you know, get them back themselves back on their feet. Um, and we're just taking all of our years in construction, me and about four other guys and just uh, putting this together out of our, out our own dime right now or our own pocket, you know, eventually we'll look for people who want to invest and do big things with it. But right now we're just trying to get it up off the ground and just, you know, make that difference around here in Southwest Florida. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's a, uh, added good neighbor podcast bonus there, man. That, that's awesome. Wow. So you, you covered a lot. Uh, I just jumped on your uh, Manland Facebook page. How how cool is that? 
Um, if you go to the if you go to the Instagram or the manlandranch.com, uh-huh. there's actually a lot more. There's actually a lot more there. We didn't put a lot in the Facebook, um, uh, just because we put a lot more on the website and the Instagram. Uh, but yeah, it's you'll see you'll see a lot of this stuff. We have off roading here. I mean, it's just there's a little bit of everything. Right. Um, teaching people self sustaining lives, all that kind of stuff, and we're not too far from Echo Farms. Uh, we've already talked to them about partnering and letting some of their students come down here and do some big projects. And just for our listeners, uh, Echo Farms. When Echo it- Farms is a uh, it's a Christian run organization. It's really cool. They got their their background is they're the number one uh, I would say fruit producing nursery in all of Florida. So they they grow every type of fruit producing tree there. And they take their knowledge of gardening and, and self-sustaining and they go into nations, third world nations, and, and grab a village that's struggling and teach them how to irrigate their crops and grow food and, you know, just uh, pick, the, pick them up, you know, where they have the land and, you know, it's, maybe it's a tribe somewhere, whatever, and they, they teach them how to uh, live a higher quality of life. So uh, incredible organization, you know, not a lot of people know about it. They're up here off of Bayshore Road um off exit 143 but check them out echo farms just look into some of their read their their mission statement their vision board all that it's an incredible organization okay man this uh we could have done like four podcasts uh, with everything you're involved in <laughs> oh that's great good for you so um wow yeah so so you're a busy guy but you know more importantly i mean you're you're out there for it's like that. I use this a lot. The rising tide raises all boats. I mean, you're about the you're all about the rising tide. You know, what can Bill do and, and the folks around you to improve the state of everyone else's lives, whether it be, you know, our our veterans uh, to men to, uh, you know, heck, folks uh, on the other side of the planet. So, um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Good for you. Good for you. Well, thank you for all you do there. Um, how about Bill, a hardship, a challenge, looking back in life, something that you've gotten on the other side, you made it through and you can say, well, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. What comes to mind? Um, so I'm, I, I grew up, I was a, in a single parent uh, home, just my mom. My dad left when I was born. And, you know, my mom was a very abusive person. Um, she didn't abuse alcohol or drugs. She, you know, like physically abused me. Um and I basically took, when I got a job when I was 10 years old, I took care of everything in the house. I cooked, I cleaned and all the money that I made, I was paying the bills. She, you know, ever since I'd been born, my, my mom was on welfare. Um, you know, we grew up in that home where she said, if you're born broke, you're going to be broke the rest of your life. You're not mm-hmm. going to make a difference. And I just said, you know what, that's not the way I'm going to live. And, um, right about 14 years old, uh, and, and I, and she, it wasn't just like kind of physical abuse. It was very bad, very bad abuse. And when I was 14 years old, um, you know, I came home and she didn't, you know, like something that had happened and, you know, picked up the baseball bat again. I finally said, you know what, that's it. I was like, I, I cook, I clean, I paid the bills around here. I'm only 14 years old. I was, I was small as a kid. I'm a big guy now, but I was a very small child. I didn't hit my growth spurt to my junior year of high school. Mm. And, you know, I just, I decided to walk out and I went, I actually looked for my father, uh, couldn't really find him. So I just figured it out. You know, I just, I lived on the street for a little bit and then figured out how to rent a place, um, kept working, you know, did stuff I, st- that I shouldn't have done, 
you know, got in trouble as a kid and, you know, but I, I learned a lot of things from it and end up joining the military. Uh, it's on my 17th birthday, mm. you know, uh, I forged my mother's signature on, on the, uh, on the paperwork <laughs> and, uh, joined the military, the army. And, uh, just, I went through a lot of things that, um, you know, I, I don't want to see kids growing up in, in this day and age. It's another reason why we build Manland. You know, it's not just to build men, but it's also for fathers to bring their sons out here to show them. You know, I've had mm. friends that were just here this past weekend from Chicago and they had their boys that are, you know, five, six, seven years old right now. And they're just like, we're moving down here right now. And we can't wait to spend the weekends here teaching our sons how to do this stuff and giving them the lives that we never had. So, you know, that right there, just, it, it, it created a lot of, uh, strengthened me growing up and I wouldn't change it anyway. Everybody's like, you wish you had a better uh, family life growing up. And I'm like, no, because it, it developed me to the person that I am. And it gave me a perspective that, you know, I can look back and, you know, without getting too deep into a story, I can look back. And if somebody says they have a struggle in some area, I can say, try me, let's talk about it. I've been through it. You know, it's, yeah. it's it, once you have that, once you have that wherewithal and understanding of it, it's easy to help other people through it you know so I just I try to take my experiences I've been through in life and uh, help other people not take years to go through it but maybe you know weeks or months to get through it wow so so this interview is taken this is what I love about these uh, good neighbor podcasts you just never know where it's going to go and the people you meet and and background stories and and all that so you know man thank you for sharing all that uh, you are an inspiration I know our listeners uh, are, are going to be in our frack listing now and uh, inspired by your story. Uh, I mean, uh, it's hard for me to, eat, to even fathom. And I know a lot of our listeners who grew up uh, with, with parents or even heck one parent that didn't abuse us uh, uh, and, and to get through all that and now to become, you know, really a spokesperson, a, a role model and to go above and beyond to uh, help others become however you want to phrase it, you know, um, in your case, uh, men and, or, you know, just, just individuals that, that are contributing, I guess, maybe is the best word. Is that, yeah. is that, is that yeah. a good word? Yeah, ab absolutely. Too. I, I had the one mom, she's like, well, what about, you know, building the daughters? And I was like, well, it's a lot easier to build a daughter when you have a, a father in the home that knows how to be the father he's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 All right, so let's jump back to your other <laughs> your other hobby slash job, <laughs> K Simon Construction. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so, one thing you wish our listeners knew about K Simon Construction, what would that be, Bill? That uh, they can reach out to the project managers that worked on their job at almost any time. Um, you know, me and a couple of my uh, really good friends that I brought into the company. You know, we get calls sometimes at two, three in the morning, you know, which sometimes people think, oh, I got a leak in my ceiling, the roof's leaking and it ends up being like an air conditioning unit or something. It's just condensing and leaking into the ceiling. But we answer our phone. We show up, um, you know, we don't pass the buck and we don't close office, close shop and, and leave, leave an area. You know, when there's a storm, you know, we didn't have an office in Naples when Irma hit. Our office was in Fort Lauderdale and Daytona. So we decided to take the mass of those two offices and move them to Naples uh, and bring it down. But now we have me, myself, Kirill, and Chris, who are the three gentlemen that represent all of Southwest Florida. You know, we live here. This is our home. 
You know, this everybody that we see uh, in Publix grocery stores and, you know, at the mall and just mm-hmm. out and about at different restaurants. Like we want to be able to show face with everybody no matter where we go and, you know, not kind of shrink into the shadows because we did somebody wrong uh, on their project. You know, this wasn't just a, a, a one-time thing for us. This is a passion that we carry through and, and we enjoy construction. You know, we love it. We, uh, we want to help people out. You know, we've gone from just roof restorations to, you know, every bit of a restoration you could possibly think of. We're doing full remodels everywhere because we're not just roofers. We are absolutely all around a full general contracting firm. So there's nothing we cannot tackle. Wow. Okay. I'm glad you shared that. Awesome. So I know listeners want to learn more. Where should we send them? How can they reach you guys? So they can reach out to each one of us uh, on our own personal cell phones. I can provide that to you guys later, but uh, the main com- the company's main number is 888-NOW-ROOF, N-O-W-R-O-O-F. You get the main company, so let them know what area you're in. Uh, we're presently in 21 different states, uh, so you let them know what area you're in, and it'll connect to the project manager. Uh, I run uh, all of Florida, basically, uh, five offices we have down here from Pensacola all the way down here to Naples. Uh, I also have some uh, reach into, you know, Arizona. Chicago area, obviously Iowa, whatever. But um, I know a lot of folks that live in Southwest Florida also have homes in different parts of the country. They might just be uh, snowbirds. So yeah. you know, we do have a reach in a lot of different states. So if they have questions, even if it's something simple, even if they don't want a big project done, they just want, you know, maybe some advice on a direction to go. Um, they can reach out to me at any time as well. You know, my cell, my personal cell number, I'll give it to you. It rings a lot, but I get back to everybody. It's uh, 847-321-1950. And I do get a lot of phone calls from a lot of people that just want some advice on direction to go. So I'm open for it. You know, I love the growth we have here in Southwest Florida. And I want to make sure it's done right. Because when I first moved down here, I went through a lot of homes looking for a home to buy. And it was just, it was uh, disheartening to see the, just the sad state of construction in this part of the country coming from Chicago where we take pride in our work down here, everything just quickly put together. Um, and I've, I've had to build my own home down here uh, just because it's hard to find one that actually has good quality construction. Wow. Wow. Well, Bill, this is a, it's been a pleasure, a lot of fun. I wish you the best in all of your endeavors and I know our listeners do as well. And uh, yeah, you have a good one. Absolutely. It's an honor being on the show. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.